Mora conducts physician-led support groups, helping people live healthier, happier lives, free from chronic diseases like diabetes, hypertension, and obesity. And on our podcast, Health and Mora with Dr. Lori Marbus, we bring to you nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests to empower and inspire you with their knowledge and stories of plant-based lifestyle so that you can be your healthiest self. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and today I'm really excited to introduce Mike Anthony. How are you today? I'm great. I'm doing great. Very, uh, I'm honored to be uh, a part of your podcast. I'm flattered. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. And you have quite a story. So I think people tune in, listen up. I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's going to be very inspirational. So why don't we go back, Mike, to prior to eating a whole food plant-based diet. We'll get into all of that, but you got an interesting job and occupation and we'll cover all of that guys. But let's go back to young Mike Anthony, your lifestyle and what happened exactly that was the impetus to changing to a whole food plant-based diet. Let's go back a bit though. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know how far back you want to go, but you know, I was, I was fairly athletic in high school and college, but then what happened is, I, I was a film major, a uh, film uh, major at Brooklyn College in New York. And um, one week after I started, after I graduated, I started working on Spike Lee's movie, Malcolm X. And I haven't stopped working since. Uh, what happened, you know, the hours on a movie and, uh, t- you know, TV production, the hours are long. And uh, what happens is I, I stopped, you know, I wasn't exercising and, I began to, you know, over the years of gaining more and more weight. So, uh, you know, I had gotten to a point where I was about 70 pounds heavier than what I am now. And, wow. uh, but I just wasn't taking care of me. You know, we work very long hours, you know, we don't eat well. Um, what and, were you normally eating back then? Well, you know, I would have, you know, they, there's no limit to the amount of food that's hmm. on, <laughs> on a film a set. Movie set. Yeah. A morning for me, you know, we'd have the breakfast food truck and I would have probably two breakfast burritos. I was drinking Coca-Cola during the day, constant snacking. I remember, um, you know, right before I was working on the movie, what happens in Vegas and uh, right before I literally, you know, as we were finishing up, we, you know, we were having pepperoni pizza, you know, at Mm. one o'clock in the morning, uh, you know. Uh, wow. filming, you know, filming in New York City. So, you know, you're working a 16 hour day, pepperoni pizzas at one o'clock in the morning, you know, and not getting enough sleep and no exercise. And mm-hmm. yeah. sounds like a physician's lounge, no exercise, no sleep and pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me, you think it's all great because you're working in filming, you know, I'm working on a movie yeah. and you know, what, what uh, do you do exactly in the film industry? Well, I, I, uh, I was, I'm a location manager. And okay. uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I started at, the, at like in my first job, I was an intern and then I was a mm. TA on, uh, on Malcolm X and, you know, just start, you know, then I got, I was a location assistant on the original Law and Order show. Oh, cool. And I just worked my way up the ladder like any other, you know, assistant location manager. Then I became a location manager for many years. Um, and then, yeah, I was, uh, you know, a location manager is someone, you know, uh, when you're working on a movie or TV show, you have, you know, uh, usually they'll build sets at the studio, mm-hmm. but then a good deal of it is on location and that's mm. location manager's job. So you have to find, you know, you have to work with the production designer, the producers, the director, find the locations that are right for the, you know, for the movie or TV show and uh, secure them. 
you know, the contracting, the permitting, you know, we deal with, uh, you know, anything from where's the crew going to have lunch, where's the bathroom, mm. you know, you're, 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 you're in, you know, you're basically um, coordinating 100, you know, 150 crew members every mm. day on location. And wow. uh, there's also what I liked about being a location manager, too, is the creative part of it. Mm. I, you know, I can give one example. Uh, when I was working on the movie, What Happens in Vegas, I don't know if, mm -hmm. if you know if anybody has seen that, but the end of the movie takes place at the at a light. Uh, it's a lighthouse, and it was the Robert Moses uh, right, uh, lighthouse on Long Island. But in the original script, it wasn't a lighthouse. It was it was scripted as it had to be like an iconic place. Okay. Um, and they they had scripted it as the Lethworth Gorge, which is they say it's the Grand Canyon of the East, which is all the way up state New York near Canada. Okay. Uh, anyway, the producer said to me, you know, we we're filming that movie, you know, around the New York City area. And the producer said, Mike, you know, we're not going all the way up there. So think of something iconic close by, you know, to New York mm. here. So, um, you know, so uh, Cameron Diaz's character in that story, by the end of the movie, she's kind of lost. And I thought of, well, maybe maybe it should be like a lighthouse, which is kind of like awesome. a beacon. Yeah. yeah. So, so they love that idea. And that's, you know, so the end of that movie takes place at a lighthouse. So that's that's the creative right. part of being a location manager that I liked. You know, it's not so, all contracts and insurance and all that. So <laughs> it sounds like a big project manager. Yeah. Like you have definitely a talent. Um, no, I'm going to say that's what happens in Vegas. That's going to be on my Netflix. Is it on Netflix? I can watch it tonight. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, you can find it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. got to be somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a good movie. It's with uh, Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher and, uh, Oh, very cool. I, I had a lot of fun working on that, but that's where, that's actually what happened. Uh, wow. Because that's where I was having the pepperoni pizza at one o'clock in the morning and not sleeping oh that much. And then that's when the, you know, that's when I had the. Uh, What'd you have? The, the, yeah. Was, you know, Let's we, talk about it. We literally had just finished, you know, we finished production, I think on a Friday. And it was that Monday uh, morning, you know, I was going to start to, what happens is when you finish production, you get, you get to usually one or two weeks of wrap. You know, have to wrap mm. everything up. And uh, so I didn't, you know, that was going to start that Monday. I didn't have to be in the office probably till, you know, 930, mm -hmm. you know, 10 a.m. So I was having breakfast with my son that morning. My wife had gone to work already and uh, we were having breakfast. I was going to drop him off at daycare and then, you know, go into the office. And then, I mean, like I had a note, boom, uh, it suddenly felt as if I had uh, like a cement block was was placed on my chest. Wow. And then another cement block. And, um, you know, it just, all, I just I, yeah, it hit me. And then I got up and uh, I threw up on my living room floor. And it was very much like if you ever saw the movie The Wrestler with Ricky, mm. Mickey Rourke, it was kind of almost like that. And uh, mm. I went to lay down and then I just I felt like I was fading, you know, like fading out. And I called 911 and uh, the ambulance came right away. And I called my wife. I said, you got to come home. Something's wrong with me. Oh, they rushed wow. me to the hospital and I got there just in time because um, my uh, my heart stopped uh, wow. you know, even at the hospital. So, yeah, so the wow. time was perfect. Thank goodness. So, well, you obviously life was not done with you yet. Well, so, yes, <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, my goodness. So you had a little one. So the little one was with you during this time. I'm sorry. You you had already dropped off your little one to daycare or were you? No, no, no. He just was there. He, was he had no idea what was going on. I kind of just left him in the living room. Oh, I went how up old? To, he was, he was three, I think. Yeah, about oh, three. Wow. So, uh, so I went upstairs to lay down uh, in the bed, hoping I would feel better. And, uh, 
yeah, that's when I called nine one one. And then I was just like, I got to call nine one one. Wow. Uh, I got you know called the ambulance. Then I called my wife and said, you know, because I didn't, my son Kyle, I didn't, you know, he's alone down there. So I said, Martha, you got to mm-hmm. come right away. I can't, you know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> How did they get in the house? The nine one one. I mean, that's what I start thinking. Like, what are the logistics? You know what here? I did? And I, I think about. I actually unlocked the door too. I had oh, wow. before I went upstairs. You know, <sighs> I, I unlocked the door and then I went up. Yeah. So because I knew something you know, was telling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh, bless your. Oh my goodness, bless your little guy's heart. You. I can't even fathom this. How scary that must have been. No, I didn't, and listen, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was happening. You know, I just oh, wow. it wasn't right. So. Yeah, absolutely. So they, you get to the, ER, and there you're feeling like you're fading out, and your heart stops. Let's halt there for a second. Is there anything about that experience? I mean, you were well, basically you know, dead. Right. My, my feet, I felt like uh, don't forget I had like this crushing feeling in my uh, in my chest the whole time from the ambulance. Wow. I mean, I remember you know they took me out on the on the uh, not like a stretcher, but some sort of chair. You know, they put me in the ambulance. The gurney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, you know I was riding in the ambulance. I didn't know if I, I really was saying, "Oh my God!" I said, "I wonder if I mean, is this like am I going to see my family again?" I mean, so, I just knew wow. something wasn't right and then when i got to the hospital in the er the doctor his name was dr vadia an amazing guy i mean i still you know he's still my cardiologist i still see him mm-hmm. here but uh he you know he said to me he said you're, he knew like he said you're having a heart attack mm-hmm. oh my god i was like oh, well can you do something <laughs> so, <laughs> so they took me into the er you know and they would the, into the operating room the mm-hmm. or yes and mm-hmm. uh I was awake the whole time, you know, he was, he did his work and he's looking at the monitors and he's mm-hmm. crazy, you know, and they mm-hmm. and then they, they had me talking, you know, and then when my heart stopped, they, I heard them say, they said, uh, Mike, stay with us, stay with us. I always remembered that. Yeah. Wow. So and when then, your heart stopped, you passed out, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, no, no. I stayed awake. Then what happened is I guess Dr. I was able to, he got the stents in just in time because I felt like this rush of blood. I still oh, remember wow. what it felt like. It was like this rush of blood that just came back into my heart. And uh, yeah, so I had I had uh, three stents put into my right coronary coronary artery, and then they waited. I was in the hospital for a week. They waited a couple of days, and then they put a stent into my left distending. Mm-hmm. So I had a hundred percent blockage in my right coronary, and then ninety eight percent in the left descending. And they waited a couple of days uh, to do that one. I think I stayed in the hospital. And wow. he said to me, he goes, you know, a couple of days later, he said, uh, he didn't, he didn't understand why I was still alive. He said, I, he goes, I guess you were getting just enough blood from the other collaterals. Uh, yeah. To, 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 to keep it going. But he, he, he was like, he was, he was, uh, he was surprised that I was still alive. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. Um, mm-mm-mm. so these are some of my favorite stories cause it's so dramatic, right? You had, you were okay, thinking you were okay, and then you had this amazing, I, you know, life-changing event. I mean, could I just, I, I always say I was, while I was working on the movie, What Happens in Vegas, I didn't know what was happening in my arteries. That's, right. know, but it took years. I mean, this was, year, you know, years of years of not taking care of myself, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, and so how long ago was that? I'm sorry? How oh, long ago was that? That was, uh, that was 2007, so. Wow. So you've been on this uh, journey for 15 years on a plant-based diet? About 15 years, yeah. That's phenomenal. So then 
so you're in the hospital, you get your forced in. So the last one, the LID, it's what they call the widow maker. Yes. And so then what happened? What was the transition? Like, where did the idea come from they, to well, actually they, start? Yeah. I mean, they sent me home and, uh, I was nervous. I was, I was like, Oh my God, what am I, you know, yeah. uh, but I, and I was afraid, I remember, you know, I was home and I was afraid to like move, you know, I felt mm. like you'd get, it was mostly, I think mental too, but you'd get like, you know, you'd feel like a stab of pain and you're like, Oh my God, that's it. Mm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I was, I gotta tell you, I was miserable. I really thought my life was over. I didn't know, you know, what now. And, uh, I think it was probably like a few weeks, um, maybe maybe three or four weeks i just started googling i was on five different medications and i was really depressed really 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 depressed and uh you know i had friends and family that would try you know that would visit and try to you know but um but then i started start googling uh you know is you know um natural ways because i don't want to be on five medications the rest of my life the doctor said i may have to be on them we'll see and i saw i googled natural ways to deal with cardiovascular disease and um Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn's uh, book mm -hmm. came up, Prevent mm -hmm. and Reverse uh, Heart Disease. Heart disease. Mm -hmm. and it, yep. He's one of my favorite people. I, got, I can't believe I'm getting this. Um, they really changed my life. That yep. book. Well, he's a, have you met him? No, no. I would well, say. You know, this, I, you know, any chance I get to read about him or uh, his son has the podcast and. Uh, mm -hmm. Rip, yeah, yeah, I follow, you know, I follow him, but. Um, yeah. I don't, well, think, I, I don't know. I mean, if they see, I don't know, people see this, you don't realize how I, a book can change your life. That really did. It gave me hope, you know, it gave me hope. Yeah. That, um, well, so. I will uh, send this podcast to Dr. Elsiston and let him know about you. And uh, when, as soon as it's available, I'm going to send that to him. And I'll I, CC you I, on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw that book and then I went to the bookstore and got it. And, uh, it, you know, I just, I you know, and I, I didn't do it all at once. You know, I, yeah. I got the, uh, it was little by little. Um, First, I, it had to be saturated fat, so I cut out the, um, mm -hmm. the uh, meat, you know, beef right away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, egg, dairy, you know, and then chick, you know, it was, it took about six months, mm -hmm. you know, because I kept feeling better and better. And then I start, I would, I started walking. Uh, I entered cardiac rehab at the hospital and they were great. And it's monitored exercise three days a week. So you felt, you know, and, uh, yeah, I just can. And then all of a sudden, the weight slowly started to come off, you know, just from walking, you know, I walked off like the first 20 pounds, mm -hmm. you know, just walking, mm -hmm. which, you know, but, and I kept feeling better and better every time mm -hmm. I would eliminate something, you know, yeah. and fish was the last thing that was like, you know, I think, you know, into that six month, and uh, then I decided to just uh, get rid of that too, you know. Wow. So, this is right after the heart attack. And so how's it been going the last 15 years? I mean, sounds like you've really got into a few different sports. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, just, I just, what happened, um, a couple of the people from the cardiac rehab, uh, I signed up for a 5k with them and it was a local 5k in my town. And, uh, I did that with them and, uh, I was so nervous, you know, it was still, you know, but I did that. And then it was, you know, then I, then I just felt so good. And then the 5k and then I, I did a 10k and then half marathons. And I was doing, you know, I did, I would do all like the five borough marathons in New York, awesome. you know, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, all, you know, Manhattan. And, and then I did the New York city. I, you know, I remember when I did my first half marathon, I said, I could never do a marathon. I was so, uh, 
I didn't, I never pushed myself, but I said, there's no way I could ever do a full marathon. You know, I never, I never felt like I was putting my life in danger. Like I always did it at a good pace. You know, I didn't, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm just trying to, but my fitness got better and better as it went along. Mm -hmm. But then I did the New York city marathon three times. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I did, uh, I did another, I did a marathon in Albany Then I wanted to try an ultra marathon, a 50 K. So I did the, uh, the North face. I met Dean Carnassus. Awesome. Yeah, so did, when I was in Bear Mountain, New York, I did that. Uh, and then I also did, you know, I ran around Central Park. I used to run in Central Park a lot after work. And um, I did that. I ran around that five times, which was 31 miles. So I did that. Wow. Uh, I did well, that. you're at fight. You're at a 50K then? Yeah, yeah. There so you I, go. Yeah. And I did it the, I did it counterclockwise. There's a big hill on the top of, uh, by 110th Street up in uh, up there in northern manhattan and so wow. I, did it, I did it that way the counterclockwise direction so That's but i never i never i never i never pushed myself that i felt like you know it wasn't uh like i said my fitness it went from a 5k all the way you know it just kept getting fitter and fitter you know and i mm. lost 70 pounds and uh wow yeah and tell me the discussion with your doctor when he decided to stop medications yeah he just said uh he looked at all my numbers the blood work you know, and I guess the blood work told him, you know, I would go in for mm -hmm. physical and the blood work told him I didn't need to be on the cholesterol medicine anymore. I didn't need the, um, the beta blocker, you know, all, you know, all mm -hmm. the, I have to look it up, but several other things, you know, it's been like 14 years since, since then. So. Yeah. So they probably put you on medications to thin your blood because you were right. on a stent. Yeah. Like yeah Plavix. Plavix. Right, the beta blocker is a medication that slows the heart rate down. So it decreases the work of the heart. So right. that's very common. Uh -huh. And then of course, I'm sure that you had a statin of some sort yes. on there. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was yep. 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 And you probably had aspirin. Sometimes they throw an aspirin on top of that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure maybe what some other meds they might've given you. Maybe a pressure medication. Up, it was five, yeah, it was five. You know, I wow. Part of them, so. Yep. That's, and sometimes they'll give you uh, some medications should you ever have the chest pain again some night you know some nitro pills or something but um yes yes yeah those, that's right yeah, i had those on yeah. hand in case yep. yep absolutely oh my goodness so you just so calm and when you're sharing your story i'm like this is <laughs> i mean it's really quite remarkable when you when you talk to someone who's their heart stuff and you're awake and you come back it's like oh my goodness what was, I mean, there's, it's not uncommon for people who have had heart attacks to actually have, you know, depression and really struggle. Right. So how did that transition? I know, you know, you were entering cardio rehab and you were doing research and you're seeing, you know, reading the books and things that were changing your life. Right. How did you come out of that depression? Like, was it just the hope that was coming with all of that? Or, or was it just actually seeing the realization of what was occurring in your body with feeding your body, these amazing foods? Yeah. I mean, it took, it actually took me a long time, you know, I, um, mm. you know, for a long time, I would, I would get that feeling that I was, you know, you get this feeling like you're just going to drop dead at any moment. You know, mm. I had to deal with that for a long time. It was very, um, yeah, it was hard. It was hard to deal with, you know, and I didn't go to a therapist. I kept most of it inside me. Um, mm. I think, I think what happened is um, I came to the realization that I, listen, I'm taking the best care that I can of myself. You know, my life has gotten so much better. You know, I really found mm -hmm. a good balance between work and, and taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, yeah, I just I, I came to the realization that listen, I'm doing if I do everything right, then I have no regrets, you know. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I don't, like I said, if I don't try to prove myself, you know, now, mm-hmm. like this morning, I did. Uh, I uh, I'm still I'm staying at a hotel, but they so uh, they had the uh, the treadmill, so I did. You know, I do an easy. I do, you know, just a good, like they call it zone two training. So I keep, mm-hmm. I keep my heart rate 65, 70%, which is like a good fat burning zone. And I did three miles on the treadmill this morning. You know, I do that five or six days. I'll do a long run. You know, I'll probably do, you know, five or six miles on fr- on Saturday morning and Sunday mm-hmm. morning. And I'll take one day off, but I never push myself. You know, it's funny, all my, you know, I'm, I'm 54. Mm-hmm. And everybody I know, you know, they're getting knee replacements, hip replacements. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got pain. They asked me, don't your knees hurt? And I said, no. And I think that's because mm-hmm. of the plant-based diet. I don't, there's no, uh, I have no, 100%. yeah, I mean, I have no, so, you know, I, I run three miles every morning. I don't, there's no soreness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just a, like breakfast. It's just a part of me now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love running and um, anything I've, I've done all sorts of activities and I'll be 52 at the end of the towards the end of the year and my kids are 28 26 and 20 well it's almost 24 but um I feel like I'm in my 20s I'm like well I know I'm not but you know we're 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 still keeping up with them and um you know I I've only been on a plant-based diet for 10 years not quite your 15 um but it's a such a remarkable feeling to know when you when I work with patients who are in their mid 50s and older or younger even really struggling with health issues that you know are just lifestyle decisions and it's just it's like just change your mind just try it for 30 days you know so I guess that's my next kind of question is how did the family take this how's it how are they doing now did anyone else embrace it with you I'm assuming someone's come along after 15 years it's uh no everybody you know my family's been very supportive you know and my son you know most for the most part he's been vegan and, awesome. you know, and he's 19 now, you know, so uh, he uh, he's six foot two, you know, I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> you know, he's 190, you know, he's been pretty much plant based, you know, since, I guess, probably since maybe he's been 15, you know, that's awesome. He's six two, he's 190 pounds. So he's, you know, he's not lacking, definitely you know, <laughs> not lacking anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's I have a daughter now, too. So it might, you know, uh-huh. Couple of years after my heart attack, I, my daughter was born. So that's amazing. I always think about that. It's like if, you know, if I wasn't here, uh, she wouldn't be here. So it's right. pretty, you know pretty amazing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it. That is the the crux of it, right? Is honestly, it's what is the legacy too? Because um, I interviewed some people earlier today, and they were talking about uh, how they don't want to. You know, they didn't push it on their kids when they changed their diet. I was like, why not? Why wouldn't you encourage your children right. to do this? Because you're literally setting the foundation for their health. And as right. a parent, that's our obligation, and at least in my mind. And so it was a it's it's a really it's always really interesting when you you meet uh, people with a little bit different philosophy. They're still moving towards plant based or are plant based, but as far as you know, dealing with their social structures, I'm like, it's okay to share why you're concerned about someone's health or why you feel like they should do. It. If they're your loved ones. I think we owe it to them to talk right. to them about that. And so it's okay to have hard conversations. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that's happened, you know, growing up, I, um, I you know, I always had pets, we, you know, my mom, we had uh, always a dog and a cat in the house, but I never, I think like most people, other animals are treated differently. 
mm. and I think that's the what you know my my daughter realizes that my son you know is is um, you know since I've uh, become plant based is now it opens up to the whole world about mm. you know treating animal all living things well mm. you know, mm-hmm. caring about uh, you know you know like chicken you know I mean yeah. It's amazing to Cows me. And, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's pigs. I mean, these, they all should be treated the same, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I. It is interesting how you have that transition. So people transition due to health reasons. So I wasn't health reasons. I actually had a, I was in the military and then I got out and we moved to Western Colorado, which is like rural yeah. <laughs> in a town called Rifle. The whole oh, places wow. yeah. and a patient came in and said you know dr marvis meat and dairy it's on my stomach i said well just stop eating meat and dairy knowing full well that that was plants left over in my head but it never like really like oh that's a vegan diet or that's a plant-based diet and when she came back in 30 days she was feeling better but her daughter who was 16 at the time also went on the plant-based diet mm-hmm. and she pulled herself off two add meds in 30 days at 16. Wow. and she brought her daughter to the appointment made her miss school <laughs> I was like, what did this kid do to miss school and come to her mother's appointment? Because I'm like, am I going to have like a, a STD talk with this kid? <laughs> like, What's going on? And uh, I was thinking, you know, mother worry type talk. She's like, nope, I wanted her to explain what happened. And then why was she able to do that? I said, I don't know, but it's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. And then we just started talking and I Googled T. Colin Campbell's The China Study was my first book. And then it just, it just kept on going. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's amazing how your life will change, honestly, with a book, an experience. Yeah, um, yeah it's just, and it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, and there's so many good, like uh, Eat and Run, I know the Scott Jurek mm-hmm. story. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think um, I was, you know, so happy to to uh, to have Dr. Esselstyn's book and yeah. the hope that it gave me and how yeah. great I was feeling. But um I th- you know, in my mind, I was always thinking, oh, I'm going to be like, a, I'm going to be like a little skinny vegan guy, you know, with no <laughs> muscle. I'm going to weigh, you know, 130 pounds. Right. And, then, and there were books. And I, then I, there were, then these other books came out, like Eat and Run mm-hmm. and uh, Finding Ultra, Rich Roll. Yeah. And th- they were really inspired. I think that it was, it was at that time too, that I started running and I was like, you know, that, I think I needed that, you know, without those books too, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have, um, you know, embraced exercise so much as mm-hmm. I, you know, it's very inspiring to, to see those guys, you know, around my same age and, you know, doing those mm-hmm. Scott Rec with those ultra marathons and ritual mm-hmm. with the, the Ultraman contest he was doing yeah. and swimming and it's, it's insane. So, yeah. So it's it us. showed you that you could be an athlete, you know, a really strong mm-hmm. athlete on a vegan, on a vegan diet. And there's uh, plenty of other people now too, you know, the mm-hmm. game changers movie mm-hmm. was, was, fantastic mm-hmm. i wish i'd worked on it <laughs> oh i tell you one of my favorite interviews was with the director oh um, uh, james wilkes is that the... uh, no not the actor but uh louis so say say i can't remember oh, okay. how to say it but um but he was the uh director on the on the film really interesting story how uh i think he was filming i can't remember exactly where he was in his journey but he was filming the slaughterhouses and oh, yeah. they had hung a cow upside down that was still alive and he said, as he was filming it, the cow swung across and he said a tear literally yeah. fell from that, the eye. And it just, honestly, just the image of that, <laughs> the thought of that. So Hoyas, ah, there you go. That's the name. But it's like, he, he just said, he goes, it affected me. And 
I was like, oh my goodness. But I was laughing and crying and all sorts of amazing uh, discussion with him. But yeah, absolutely the most incredible uh, stories. Yeah, Rich Roll's story. That will actually help my husband get inspired to embrace this more. Um, and I'm like, so it took a lawyer, yeah, a drunk, that, <laughs> an alcoholic that went vegan and not your wife who's a physician who could tell right. you the science. Fine. <laughs> I understand the emotional pull. I get it. <laughs> but it's a, guy, uh, it's a guy thing. Oh, it's such a guy thing. I'm like, oh goodness. Um, but yeah, but you know, it's it's really fun to uh, to speak to folks who are in kind of an you know we're not 20 anymore. We're someone who's had a significant health uh, event and literally turn yourself around to where you're running major miles. That's just important. and I love that you're not pushing yourself and right. you know competing. that would be yeah that would be nuts to do that so yeah mm -hmm. uh, you know there was a time when i uh you know like with the marathons and the old mm -hmm. maybe i did push myself a little bit more than i yeah. should but uh yeah. i never had any issues so yeah and then i you know I, I don't think there's any problem with pushing yourself it's just sometimes we think that we have to be fast and you know i have a friend uh yeah jason cohen he's lost 120 pounds wow. on a plant-based diet yeah so he's 30 how old is Jason? 38, I think. He's run a hundred miler twice up in Leadville, Colorado. And this is insanity. Yeah. And, uh, but he, it was because honestly, it wasn't like he was trying to be the fastest. He was just like, why not? And I'm like, anybody who runs a hundred miles, this is crazy. Think, but you know, it's, I think it's amazing. I think Matt, I think, uh, uh, you know, I also like the no meat athlete. Yeah, uh, Matt. Frazier. Didn't he do 100? I think he might he have did. He did. He did 101, I think about eight or nine years ago. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, their book, uh, the new one that came out with Robert Cheek. So Robert Cheek just lives about an yeah, hour. I have that book. But, you know, I have that book. The yeah. Yeah. I can listen. I, I love all those books. You know, I, I love them all. Yeah. I love that. Obviously, I am also <laughs> um, oh, yeah, really enjoying right it. Uh -huh. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, and the other thing is too, I, what I really love is, you know, people like Dr. Esselstyn, they are just the nicest people. Um, you can meet Dr. Neil Bernard. Honestly, those two, they're most, one of my, some I, of my favorite humans. <laughs> I, I emailed uh, Dr. Esselstyn years ago and his wife got back to me. And, and so, yeah, yeah, really nice yeah. to, uh, you know. Did you know her grandfather, I think it was her grandfather, started the Cleveland Clinic? I think oh, it was yeah. her grandfather. Oh, okay. her, yeah, I'm pretty sure because I interviewed Rip and we talked about it and I was doing a research on him and I think it was his great granddad that started the Cleveland Clinic in Ohio. I'm like, okay, this is just so cool. I was yeah. like, she's Louise. Um, yeah, it's a, it's amazing and it's all, you know it's really incredible is that someone because back then they would probably be ridiculed for kind of pushing this holistic or whatever right. you know foo foo. Yeah. But it's just, it's so incredible to see people reverse their diabetes. I mean, I have one patient that's lost over 350 pounds. Wow. Um, and it's just, you just look at where she was. So I was working with Dr. Furman. I was his medical director down in Florida. And she, uh, her name is Nikki Cruz. I've interviewed her as well. And we were taking people in and they were coming and staying with us for a period of like four to six weeks. And they were staying in an apartment and we'd feed them. We'd, I do teaching and there's, you know, therapy sessions and stuff. It was really interesting. So when she came in, she, I think it was 506 pounds, if I remember right, she lost 50 pounds in four weeks. And she said, she went and got in her car for the first time for a month. And she literally cried because she could do her seatbelt. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I have never dealt with that. So I didn't understand the gravity right. of such a simple act. I mean, I understood like airplanes and stuff, but just getting in your car and buckling your safety belt. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Um, wow. So do, what do people ask you? I mean, you're on all sorts of movie sets, traveling. What is your strategy? What do you eat? Like, tell us, because I'm sure there are challenges and how do you overcome? Because I get all those questions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, thank goodness there's a, there's like a, there's a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods, you know, everywhere. Um, but you know, um, yeah, I, I eat pretty simple. You know, it's uh, even you know, like I'll do an you know, for breakfast. Usually, I do an overnight soak. You know, I do the um, you know the oatmeal, and I add chia seeds to it, and then I put almond milk or oat milk over that. I do you know that's that's like my go-to breakfast, and I usually have two breakfasts: either the uh, the oatmeal with uh, chia seeds and flax seeds, blueberries, or I like the Ezekiel bread. Mm. Ezekiel bread, I'll put a, you know, a sliced banana on that with cinnamon, I'll put blueberries and I'll just, you know, have toasted Ezekiel bread. Those are like my two go-to breakfast. It's all very, you know, very simple. And then, um, you know, a wrap for lunch, you know, some sort of veggie wrap, uh, dinner, same thing, you know. Last night I had, you know, I still got, I got to get situated into housing here in mm -hmm. Atlanta. But, um, you know, I got I had Chinese food last night, but it was brown rice, steamed, uh, steamed vegetables mm -hmm. with steamed tofu. Yep. So that was my dinner. So I had we had a place this year called Tasty Asia. Huh? I live outside of Boulder in oh, okay. a little town called Longmont. And but there's this place called Tasty Asia. Oh, my gosh. They make the best like steamed tofu and vegetables. It's like my go to. So I love tempeh. Like, Oh, you know, the lighthouse like, one is delicious. Yeah, I get the, and Trader Joe's makes it, and it's so cheap. I mean, mm. Trader Joe's, you know, it's like a dollar ninety nine for a whole pack. You know, it's wow. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Really, ah, organic, yeah. Three grain, I think organic three grain tempeh. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh so. yeah, that sounds. I love tempeh. Have you tried soy curls? No. Okay, no. you have got to try soy curls. So all they do. <laughs> it's going to change your life. You can take these traveling. It takes like 10 minutes of soaking. They're good to go. You can cook them however you want, but they, um, it's, it's pretty cool. So basically they take the soybean and they cook it and then to a certain degree, or maybe they soak them or something, I don't know, but they end up pulling them a bit and then they dehydrate them. Okay. And all you do is you put them in water. So I usually put them in like some type of veggie broth with seasoning and I'll soak them for the 10 minutes. And then I'm thinking, are you boy is it boiling or do you put them no, in? No, it's just warm water and okay. they reconstitute. And then you can put them in whatever you're cooking. So you can do like soy curl fajitas, you could do a chili, I've done soups, I've done wraps, I've done oh, I make this like um it's in place of like a like a chickpea salad, but a chicken salad, like a soy curl salad, but you use right. the same flavorings. Um, oh, I did a barbecue one. Um get the I mean, kind of like the Ezekiel bread makes a good, uh, you know, like a bun you could put on just the bread and make that your bun. Yeah. And then I get some cabbage slaw. Oh my goodness. It's delicious. You email me the recipe. <laughs> oh man. And this, uh, yeah, the soy curls are fantastic. Don't order them from Amazon. They're more expensive, but I can't remember the name of them right off the top of my head. There's a company that makes them on Amazon. If you search soy curl, Okay. And then you just go to their website. It's like a third of the price. Okay. And I order like a case at a time. Oh my goodness. It's delicious. Um, so it's, <laughs> you can see it's like 343 here. Oh, I'm thinking, 
Water going to make for dinner. Absolutely. I bet, I bet Trader, well, I don't know if Trader Joe's, maybe Whole Foods might have it. I'm sure somewhere in Atlanta. You know what I just that. thought of? You know, I just thought of, you know, there's a, you know, I follow on Instagram, the, the, the slutty vegan. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of So, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't gotten. She has a place, doesn't she, down in Atlanta really? or two? We have several, and I was uh, didn't go there last weekend, but they're closed on Sundays, so oh, okay. I got to get there tomorrow. So I'm going to go definitely, and it's probably I shouldn't be eating that. You know, it's probably like the processed, but I think I'm going to treat myself tomorrow. Yeah, and enjoy. Go there. So yeah, that's, my, that's on my uh, visit list for tomorrow to go the uh, go to the slutty vegan. You know. <laughs> <Can't> wait. <laughs> What's really fun is sharing that in a normal conversation. Like, yeah, I went and saw the slutty vegan. <laughs> And like, you're like, okie doke. Um, no, it's, it's really fun. I love going places and traveling. So I just got back from Boston. I was oh. spending, I spent a couple of weeks with my daughter. She's a family medicine resident. She's about oh. to enter her second year. And yeah, so I had helped her move in May. And then she's like, Hey mom, you want to come help me? I'm getting, her. I wasn't pee that. I'm like, anytime I can mother, absolutely. I'm there. And sure. so, you know, she's getting, I'm like, and what vegan shall we try today? <laughs> yeah, like it's oh, Boston is so vegan friendly. Oh my goodness, and healthy vegan too. I, worked, I can't even. I, I filmed there a little. We filmed for a weekend there for uh, Ray oh. Donovan. We were up there. Yeah. So ah. Show Ray Donovan. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That was filmed mostly in, in New York, uh, but we did a we, we did like a three day shoot there in Boston. So. Uh, I've been there a few times. Beautiful. I love that. Uh, love Boston. I love Boston. Every time I go, I walk the Freedom Trail. I'm just. Mm -hmm. amazed at the history of this country it's just so yep. incredible mm -hmm. absolutely what other now i'm gonna just ask more personal questions if you don't mind like what are some of your favorite movies you worked on i work you know i tell you um i think ugly betty i had a lot of fun on ugly betty so <laughs> i wish it would have went on forever i was like oh. they were in los angeles <laughs> for the first two seasons they came to new york for the second two seat and i said I, when i got hired i was like oh i'm gonna be on this for the next 10 years oh and then it was canceled so anyway mm. It was a sham. That was actually really funny. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Really nice people, and I uh, unfortunately it was canceled. Um, mm. I did. Uh, I did. Must uh, worked on Mr. Popper's Penguins, Aww. you know, uh, which was a lot of fun. You know, Jim Carrey. You know, he was always in a good mood every day. And That's uh, awesome. I remember at the rap party, I never had talked to him much, but I don't know. I walked by him at the rap party, like slapped me on the back as I went by him. That the craziest thing, you know, sometimes I get starstruck and um, <laughs> I can see that. I, I would. I, you know, it's funny. I, I got more, I think I got more starstruck. I met Rich Roll. I had him sign my book one time and I uh -huh. think I'm more starstruck meeting him than some of the actors that I, but I, um, on Mr. Popper's Penguins, I think the craziest thing I, I, I was, I was on the set and we had built uh, his apartment. Anyway, there's a scene where he's in a bathroom and he's talking to the penguin that's uh, sitting, uh, standing on his vanity. But uh -huh. so they used a, it was like a stuffed animal just so he had something to work off. So he had, they sure. had a stuffed animal on the vanity, and I'm watching and I'm and I'm like I can't believe I'm watching Jim Carrey talk <laughs> to a penguin. I can't you know what I mean? I can't wait. I can't believe I'm watching Jim Carrey act with a penguin. It was just like, you know it was very surreal, like a fake penguin. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So I can't imagine. Honestly, there's a lot of things that you're seeing. Out of a context that we're appreciating as an audience, that you're just like you have no idea the pieces that come together. <laughs> I, worked, I worked on uh, one of my first movies. I was a production assistant on the movie *Scent of a Woman* with Al Pacino. Really? Yeah, which was amazing. I mean, I got to see. I had a, I love know, Al Pacino. I, I, I had one time. I had to make him a cappuccino, and I I couldn't make it right. And uh, I said, <laughs> I, I said, can I get you something? He says, give me. He said, just give me coffee. It's fine. 
I said, how do you like it? He goes, dark, just you know, a little bit of milk. And that was it. <laughs> so I failed, I failed uh, my, like my second job. Uh, I failed oh. making cappuccino for Al Pacino, so. I'm so. <laughs> all the law and order shows. I worked on all the law and order shows. They were oh, awesome. So, mm. yeah, I, I'll tell you bones. Have you ever, I'm sure you're familiar with bones, the, the previous TV show bones with Emily Dachanel. Oh yeah. You know, I worked with her father. Oh really? Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he was a director. He directed a couple of episodes oh, wow. of the show, uh, law and order trial by jury. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. So I, I, I was a location manager on that. And I, you know, I met, I was really nervous to work with him too, because of his, yeah. obviously, you know, who he is, Right. you know, Oscar nominated, I don't know how many times, you know, director of yeah. photography. And uh, he was the nicest guy. He's like, yeah, really great. Really great. I, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you get Emily's plant-based, she's vegan. Okay, and yeah. um, when I was in the military, I was deployed to the Middle East and I had taken like two, <laughs> um, two CDs of, of movies with me. And one of them was Bones because I loved Bones, right? And I loved her. I loved the whole oh, the concept. Show yeah, yeah. Yes, the, the mm -hmm. show. And I was like, man, Emily Dasha, she's just awesome. And then when I went plant-based and so she's plant-based, I'm like, yeah. yeah so a good- she an elf? Was that, or was that his other daughter? Uh, I don't, she, he has another daughter, but I'm not sure. I'm not, she's younger, so I'm okay. not really sure. Um, but, uh, a friend of mine, Jean-Pierre, he's a, um, he works with people in fitness, but he's really good friends with Emily. And I met him when I lived in Florida working for Dr. Furman and it's such a small world. And he was like, yeah, I was, you know, he works, worked, he worked in LA. He lives in Boulder. He's such a nice, nice, nice man. He's been vegan for like 32 years just one of the kindest people. He literally, my, my youngest son went to see you. He's actually a media production film guy. Okay. And uh, <laughs> he just kind of took Gabe under his wing and was like, make sure he stayed out of trouble when, when we didn't live in Colorado. <laughs> it was great. And, um, but anyway, he goes, yeah, Emily is coming up. This was three summers ago. She goes, she's coming up for a wedding. Do you want to work out with her? And I'm like, I'm wow. going to work out with Emily. Are you serious? <laughs> like, what? Stop the train. You're kidding me. So I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, she'll love it. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I, my Emily was here visiting. So my Emily and I got to go work out with Emily Dashadell in Boulder. I was like, I was just like, yeah. I was just like, it was so, so much fun. And she was so sweet. And then I got to drive her home. She was staying in Airbnb. Like, okay. oh my gosh. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ask her for an autograph, but I really wanted to. <laughs> and uh, then um, she posted on her Twitter about it. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is she!" Oh my gosh! And then I got her to be on the podcast with JP, and I was just like, right. "Oh, this is just the funnest thing I've ever done." And I can only imagine the stars and their <laughs> different well, I, personalities. You know, I'll tell you, I um, I I bought lunch for um for her dad and mom uh oh. one order trial by jury we you know uh we were on our lunch you know we get an hour and 15 lunch uh and i took my staff you know my staff uh we all just went to a like a like a diner that was in the neighborhood and we sat down to eat uh for lunch and then i saw caleb and, and his wife were on the other side of the room so i called the waiter over and i said uh you know I'll, let me take care of the you know i'll take care of the bill so uh, when they finished up, Caleb walked over to me and he goes, my favorite location manager, and <laughs> shook my hand. So, 
that's my Caleb story. Oh, that's awesome. He had a great I mean, story about the, uh, he, you know, he did The Natural, the movie The Natural. And there's, oh. a, there's a famous shot of Glenn Close. She's standing in the stadium and the okay. sun, the sun is, like lights up behind her. Oh, and, yeah. And Caleb told me that he just did that with a bounce. So basically it was natural light with a, you know. A reflector? Uh, yeah, bouncing. Oh, wow. And that's how I got that amazing shot too. Really? Yeah. So that is just so curious because my Gabe will help me run, make videos like on the YouTube, it'll show the outro. He He's a drone pilot. He's got certified drone stuff. And he was like, made me run down one of the mountains here. And he's like doing all this stuff. And it turned out awesome. Like, gosh, this is so, it's so fun to see what these kids do. And he was, uh, we had gone to Uganda when he oh, was, wow. I think he was either 15 or 16 on a, a mission trip. And I was the only physician we we took a thousand pounds of medical supplies that we packed ourselves, me and Gabe, 50 pounds. It was a lot and uh, 20 suitcases. And he made a short documentary about the trip. And I just find that was one, honestly, it's one of my favorite things to watch. It was just, I'm like, incredible. So Ron, just, is it, is it uh, something that can be seen online? Uh, I think it's on my Facebook or might be on YouTube somewhere. I can send you the link. Yeah, yeah it's a lot yeah. of fun. But that was years ago. Like he was... How many years ago was that? Seven or eight years ago now at that time. But that was his first, uh, he'd make these really fun short clips in high school for a project. He'd talk to his teacher. It's like, do I have to write a report? Can I just make a short film? And they're like, sure. <laughs> He's like, sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just a lot of fun to see young people just embracing these type of things. It's, it's the creativity is just so cool. It's so cool. Man. You know what? You know, I should add the create, you know, the, the, the thing I worked on, well, two projects ago. I think it was just last summer, but I worked on uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin Smith. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. The clerks. Yeah. So I worked on clerks three. And, oh, cool. Uh, you know, it's funny uh, for me, like when I had my heart attack, like I didn't want to talk about it at all. But right. Kevin, Kevin is the opposite. You know, Kevin like talks yeah. about it all the time. So we had that yeah. total, uh, you know, connection. That, that connection. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's, it's it incredible. Great. He, he was the what? nicest, you know, he was the nicest director I've ever worked with. Really? Kevin. Nicest guy. That's awesome. I told him he, um, Jason Alexander, I worked on a movie that he did years ago and he directed a, a, a independent film, you know, from Seinfeld. Yes. Jason Alexander. Oh. So he, and he was the nicest, I think he was the nicest director I ever worked with. Anyway, really? Kevin Smith took the title away. Kevin Smith was even nicer than. Oh, uh, wow. And, it's uh, it's re refreshing to hear, right? Because you hear about, especially because I'm I'm actually moving, like I said, to Mission Viejo, and you're like, LA. <laughs> but I'm like, it's refreshing to hear that there's really cool and nice folks. And I'm, my goal, though, I would love to have Joaquin Phoenix on the podcast someday. Oh yeah, yeah. I just want love to meet him. Um, we actually have the same birthday, different years. Obviously, I'm much older, but. This is, it is October 28th. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. So we talked about your story, your job, which is really intriguing for, you know, a civilians, <laughs> a civilian sector here. Um, but I'm curious, you know, what advice would you give to someone, let's say that was, you know, thinking about doing this or struggling? What, what would you tell them? I would say, um, you know, I would say, you know, definitely to, to, to go for it, try it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's improved my life. I mean, and there's so many examples of how a plant-based diet has improved the lives of so many. I mean, I, 
you would have had to have seen me back then how miserable I was. I was depressed and miserable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, I, I wanted to add before, I, I felt as a, as a new father, you know, my son was two or three at the time and, and then having a heart attack like that, I felt very weak, you know, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be weak, you know, I didn't want to be a right. weak father, you know, and uh, it just, ch it changed my whole life. I mean, even, um, it, it's funny how your life can change. I mean, literally it's, my life has improved so much. Uh, mm -hmm. I've learned so much. Mm -hmm. At least, and, you know, I think meditation has been a big part of me being able to balance uh, uh, my work and uh, my, you know, mm -hmm. my work and my 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 family life. I think mm -hmm. what happened, you know, what happened for me was um, I, I I made a shift. You know, it used to be all about career. You mm -hmm. know, and then after the heart attack, I put myself i said okay i'm going to put myself and my own health first absolutely then my family will be second and then my career will be third and i think and i think that's why i stayed a location manager for so long you know because mm -hmm. uh you know it just i i put that kind of on you know i didn't focus that much i was focusing more on my health and my family mm -hmm. and um you know and then we had then with you know with covid i didn't work for a year you know all the production mm -hmm. shot down but but then look, now here I am, uh, I'm, I got a promotion. I'm the assistant, uh, production manager on this, on this, wow. new, on this new feature film. And, uh, you know, can, this can thing you tell is, us the name I, of it or no, no, it's, it's, oh. it's Netflix. It's a bit, okay. it's, you know, it's, I, I don't, cool. I, you don't want to say much about it, but it's, a, it's, it's a big uh, Netflix project. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So, um, Awesome. Yeah, it's just, you never know. I mean, I, I was so, and again, COVID, I, you know, who knew what was going to happen and, you know, uh, and look how it's changed, you know, thank goodness with vaccines and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's... we're all back to work, you know, and, uh, you know, we have our masks. I have to, I don't need the mask in the office here, but when I, you know, we wear our mask, but, uh, everything's good, you know, back to work at least. And feeling yeah, and life was very interesting. We launched, um, uh, I launched with a co-founder of mine. Well, three years ago, we started working on how are we going to do telemedicine plant-based telemedicine. It was just the two of us. Mm -hmm. And Anthony had actually lost 160 pounds on the plant-based diet <clears throat> about your time frame ago, about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had, be, had been friends and he's like, Lori, because I had been doing telemedicine before the pandemic and some other things. And he's like, we really should do, you know, our own telemedicine company. He's like, are you insane? Because <laughs> you have any idea? First of all, medical care is one of the worst things to be trying to build a business. <laughs> it's like regulations, difficulty, and it's probably good we didn't know what we didn't know um, because uh, we went ahead and started working. It took us about a year, and then we we actually launched plant based telehealth March of 2020. <laughs> and strictly plant based. I, I'm licensed in all 50 states and and DC myself, which is unusual. There's not too many of us in the United States. But um, I started as a first doc and we just started bringing on docs. We got an awesome team. And honestly, the pandemic, the silver lining for us was that it really brought down the perceived barriers of telemedicine right. and people were seeking our services because we were talking about getting healthier, right? right. Decreasing sure. medications or reversing diabetes yeah. and heart disease. Yeah. And um, it was pretty awesome. And uh, we actually were acquired. Uh, the, the deal closed last month. And oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> who knew entrepreneurship it's 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 a challenge but we know i and now i'm working with another startup and one of one of the co-founders for mora and uh we're doing the same thing but we're going to be using insurance this time and 
it's super exciting work. Yeah, it's just, it's just amazing to see all the things that line up in your life. You just don't expect. Right. Right. And how things change. Yeah. I mean, anything, anything I could do to help you support that. I mean, it changed my life, uh, you know, so much for the better. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's such a, honestly, for me, it's just the joy of, of interviewing people with this. Cause I started the podcast six years ago, just to figure out why people could do it. Like, why were you 400 pounds? You went on a plant-based diet, was able to stick with it. And this one wasn't able to stick with it for a week. <laughs> like, what right. is going on here? And it's like, is there something I can do? Is there something I can learn? Is there something I can direct the patients towards? I mean, I understand they have to be ready for change, right. but there's some of those that were like contemplating, but they real struggle. Like, what are their struggles? And honestly, it's been the most ref- amazing tool for learning, kind of my selfish way of, of picking into people's brains and still like yourself, right? And so, um, and plus, I just get to meet some cool people. I mean, what I try to what I try to tell people too is um, plants and fruit. You know, fruit and mm-hmm. vegetables. Those those are we're, our bodies are suited for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, our digestive system is basically just one long tube, right? And it's a very right. narrow, it's a very narrow, skinny tube. Very, mm-hmm. we're not made to eat meat. I mean, we don't have we're not lions and tigers. I mean, I try to try to. You, no one is eating a pig. <laughs> a cow, a chicken with their bare hands. I mean, the only reason why we do this is because we have knives now, we have Mm, fire, fire. we cook. Mm -hmm. No one is, nobody ate cows with their bare hands, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. 10,000 years ago. I I don't believe that, you know? Well, and they say it's the paleo, you know, uh, it's like, oh, you should go paleo. I'm like, first of all, there's two things. Number one, they live to be about hmm, 25. And if you look at the paleo poop, there's over like a hundred grams of fiber. I don't even need hundred grams of fiber today. I, I will try and get like to 75 right. and I'm, I eat a ton of beans and whole grains. And I was like, man, now they were eating some serious tough fiber. I was like, if they ate meat, it was probably rodents. That's not like they go make a huge kill and put it in the fridge. They're all eating it at once. And then it maybe lasts a day or so, but it's rotting. If anybody, if anybody ate animals raw, raw, no one's going to enjoy that. I mean, you're going to do that over an apple, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and a banana, you know, it just doesn't make sense, you know, so just not our bodies. So I try to explain that to people, you know, people, they agree with me. No one's eating a chicken with their bare hands. (laughs) Do you find it hard to walk down like the meat aisle now? It honestly revolts me. Like, it does. I mean, yeah, I mean, I literally, I don't even, I'm not even in, near it really, you know? Yeah. Sometimes always, I have to go through it to get to something else, but I'm just like, oh, to get to the back of the store where the soy milk and stuff are. But I was just like, Hey, you don't yeah, want yeah. to go down that aisle. Mm. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. It's just not, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I've kept you past the hour that I asked for. Thank you so much. I feel like I could talk to you all night. Yes. I <laughs> told you it would be okay. It's our first podcast. So everyone leave awesome comments. I um, hope I haven't. I mean, I hope it hasn't been boring. You know, that, no, uh, no. You have conversations with me. What you talking about? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I know. I'm giving you a hard time. You brought, you brought out the best of me. <laughs> you know, it's just so much fun. And it's uh especially, you know, folks are coming in with their own story and they hadn't told it too many times. It's really, 
right, it's right. really fun to be kind of like the first peek at a it's kind of like a Christmas present I feel like I'm opening it up and nobody's got yeah. to see it yet you know it's like oh this is so fun um but yeah cool. no it was a delight to speak to you I love your story and I I hope this leads to you telling it many 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 more times yeah it changed my life I mean it's just you know the, the, mm. It's changed my life, so you know, for yeah. the better. It's hard to I could go on forever about how how much better, you know, mentally, you know who, physically, and so. You know who you remind me of a little bit, personality-wise, is do you know who Mickey Singer is? No, no. So he wrote a book called The Surrender Experiment. Have you read that book? No, no, haven't. The Surrender, okay. Surrender okay. Experiment, Mickey Singer, and he also wrote Untethered Soul and Living mm -hmm. Untethered, and. It's all about, you got to read Surrender Experiment. Seriously, if right, right. I don't think anyone's ever made a movie about this man's life, they should. <laughs> they really should. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but uh, anyway, he, he walks through and he's talking about meditation and the yoga and how it changed his life. But he built a multi-billion dollar company along the way. <laughs> I just I can't even tell you. But anyway, I, he, he lives in Gainesville. I really want to meet him in person. I try to get him on the podcast. They say he doesn't do the online stuff. I'm like, well, maybe he'll meet me in person. So I'm going to Florida later this year. I'm like, I'm going to go stalking. <laughs> I didn't say the word stalking. I'm going to go find him. He They okay. they open the <laughs> so, um, But yeah. yeah, it's it's really good. You should check it out. The Surrender Experiment. I read it in a day. I'll look that up. I'll look that up. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, it's an interesting story too, is John Robbins. You oh, know, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. to give up the ice cream empire, yeah, to, uh, I can't even fathom. No, I I know Ocean, his son, well, and okay. I've interviewed him on the podcast. I was interviewed okay. on theirs, and I was interviewed with Rip. Um, yeah, 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 love both all, all those stories. Those guys are, they're just amazing, right? It's just, um, it's just, it's just insane. And now, if we can just get the rest of America to understand and hear us, um, oh, and have right. access to this, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build the access to, um really you know physicians and i i think it's uh, it's working so we're it's exciting exciting to be on this part of a journey for sure amazing yeah thank you thank yes you what you do. Well, yeah absolutely and thanks again and uh thanks everyone for listening thanks for watching and i hope you enjoyed that video before you go though please hit the subscribe and alert buttons so you don't miss out on any of the amazing content we're working so hard to provide you we upload a new episode of Health and More with Dr. Lori Marbus every Friday. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find us on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. If you're looking for amazing resources to help you start and sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, or anything wellness, we got you covered there too. Because at Mora, we actually provide physician-led support groups to help people live happier, healthier lives free of metabolic disease. Don't forget to check out our website at mora.com. And thanks again for watching.